This is a world-famous marriage segment with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070. The answer. Ba-ba. Oh, yeah, baby. I love this segment of our show. I mean, I love all our segments. I love all our guests. and I appreciate all you do for me and the show and our crew here. But there's just something about taking a moment once a week to discuss the glory and sanctity and holiness and not like steaminess of marriage, our world-famous marriage talk segment. What the godless alt-left hates, but what you know, God has ordained is marriage. Man and woman come together. The playbook is the Bible. It's real simple. Seriously. It's been out for a couple of weeks from what I hear. Check it out. Yeah, the Bible's been out for a couple of weeks. Check it out. Uh, and it just focus on that because, look, it's a world full of agita. And if you've got a tough gig and, you know, obviously the world's falling apart and Biden and the Democrats are destroying our country, you want to go home to a cozy place. Because if you ain't got a cozy place where your husband or wife is waiting for you, that really sucks. And that's why we do our world-famous marriage talk segment. Uh, my wingman for over a decade is Robert Kosick. He wrote the book Honor the Vow. He writes the marriage tips. He's up to marriage tip 373 on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Mr. Kosick, happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday. I know the good thing about the Bible is, you know, you see when all, any kind of, say, reference books come out, you get second edition, third edition, because they learn stuff and things change. The nice thing about the Bible, it's still the first edition. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote it once and we're done. Didn't change One and done, right? I love it. <laughs> I love it. As I, uh, I, I encourage godless Democrat, you know, Jew-hating liberals, pick up the book, crack it open. I always say, start yeah. with Proverbs 3, 5, 3, 6, and see if it doesn't do something a little bit for your spirit and then something for your marriage, like Proverbs 31, you know, when, yeah. you, look, when you look at your bride, men, you look at your wife. Anyway, we're getting, and, and yeah, you know, we're, yeah we're, just real quick, Joe, as a little sidebar there for, because uh, I have a lot of, my mom's, uh, my dad's mother was Jewish, and so I have a lot of Jewish folks in my background as well. There goes the neighborhood. And, there goes uh, the neighborhood. Yeah, we got everything. <laughs> Russian, Hungarian, I mean, Italian, we got it all. Sell so the house. Get out of the neighborhood now. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But what's really interesting is if you look at what Jesus said when, when he came back after the resurrection, he was walking on the road to Damascus, and he was walking with a couple of guys, and he the Bible says that he opened their eyes to the Old Testament stuff everywhere through the Old Testament where he was talked about, which is pretty interesting. Uh, so from, from those that are coming up in the Jewish ranks, you'd have a lot of fun reading the Old Testament of the Bible because there's a lot of stuff in there that speaks to uh, things that we talk about all the time. Amen. not just a New Testament thing. I always say crack it open. Give it a shot. Liberals. Crack it open. It, you will not explode in flames if you read the nope. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Everyone, inhale. <sighs> Exhale. Let's get to our world-famous marriage talk segment. Tips 373, Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. I'll read it. Mr. Kosick, who's a marriage coach, who wrote the book Honor the Vow, will comment. Understanding your introverted spouse. Introverts can be fun, too, but only if you understand their personality and how they best interact with others. Myths about introverts. So if you're married to an introvert, A, here's a myth. They like to be alone. While introverts do get re-energized by spending time alone, they also enjoy spending time with close, trusted friends. Mr. Kosick, you're married to an introvert. Introvert, what do you say? Yeah, so this is one near and dear to my heart because my wife is married to an introvert. I know we've talked about this before, and people go, what, you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm an 
extreme introvert. And so, but this is not what I've been called to do. So I've learned how to be an extrovert. But there are a lot of things that people don't understand about introverts. And, and they miss, if they misread them in your marriage, some of the actions of your introverted spouse may be misinterpreted, which will cause you issues because you'll read it the wrong way and think something completely different about the way that they're acting. In this particular case, is introverts do love to be around people, um, but they have to be close to those people. So if you tell me, go work this room, we're going to a conference, you have to go work this room and come back with 40 cards, I'll do it, but I'll be so mentally drained at the end of it, I'll be like, I'm shutting down for a week. No more social activity for a week, we're over. Uh, whereas my wife, who say, go find 40 cards, she'll come back with 80. And then, and then I'll have to go grab her and say it's time to go home. Everybody's left, right? <laughs> right. So, because it's just so different. But, but introverts do actually, um, they do get re-energized by being alone. That's just how they get their energy and, and recuperate, if you will. So, if you were married to an introvert, and after a long day, they come home and just want to sit in front of the TV with the volume off and flip channels. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Give them the time to get re-energized. So re-engage again. They're just mentally strained, uh, drained at that point. They just need to get recuperate some of that energy before they can re-engage in what's going on in the house. So don't misinterpret that if they do that when they come home. Love it. You're listening to our world-famous Marriage Talk segment, bottom of the 8 o'clock hour central on Fridays. Number two about the myths about introverts. Number two is introverts are shy. Yeah, but typically only around strangers. Once they get to know you, you may not be able to get them to stop talking. Is that true, Mr. Costa? It is. So, yeah, you, you know it, right? Because I talk all the time on this show. Right. Because uh, I've gotten to know you. I trust you. And, and I'm comfortable talking with you. And that's a good thing. I do the same thing with a group of guys I get together with on Thursday morning, some businessmen we get together with. We talk a lot. And I have no problem with that. But it's, it's if you don't know them, that's where you get a little bit more quiet and you're just shy because I don't know if what I'm going to say, how it's going to be interpreted and all that stuff. So I'm a little more reserved when I'm around people I don't know. But once I get to know you... You might not be able to get me to shut up. Uh oh. It's a little different. So here you go. You know, I only know a few people, so right. I got to dump everything on those few people. So. Uh, world famous marriage talk segment. If you're married to an introvert, here's a myth they need silence. Introverted, introverted simply means they focus more on their inner thoughts as opposed to external activities. As such, they're able to concentrate better without distractions. Therefore, silence is preferred, but not. Mandatory, Robert Cossack. So, so my two girls lean more towards uh, being extroverted, and uh, my son, uh, same thing. And so when the whole house is full of people coming home, you get that. And with my wife, who's the extrovert, it's like nonstop. Like they, they stumble over each other to get into the next sentence and stuff like that. I sometimes have to just get up and leave the room. It's just like, okay, that's way too much talking for me to handle it. I don't need oh. complete silence, but I mm-hmm. need it to be kind of staged a little bit so if there's non-stop talking and they may just kind of get quiet and stop interacting it may be a little bit of overload on them because most of the time introverts are deep thinkers you tell them something and they may not respond right away because they're going to think on it chew on it and work through all the issues of it before they give you a response so if you're married to an introvert and you're trying to discuss something heavy with them they may get real quiet for a little while it's not because they aren't interested in what you're talking about or don't even want to be involved in what you're talking about they're probably processing it so they don't need silence but they can think better when it is quiet so give them all the information send them to the corner and say come back when you figure it out and we'll talk again wow don't try to get an answer right off the bat you just got to give them time to think about it it's easier married to an introvert our world famous marriage talk segment number four the content mr Cossack writes uh, he's a marriage coach alone versus downtime as we've discussed introverts need downtime to re-energize but downtime 
is quite different from feeling alone. If you're married to an introvert, help them to slowly build relationships with others so they don't feel alone. If you're the introvert, get out of your comfort zone and begin to build relationships. They'll become invaluable to you later. You're really interesting. Yeah. It, it, it's, and you're the extrovert, right? So you, you can make a plan. You walk in the room, you know everybody, and, and just the way you go at it. And and I don't know how Denise is. If she's a little bit, she seems a little bit more extroverted from the outside, but I don't know. Yeah, she's an introvert. She's very. She, when she gets done, she wants to recoup. and. Yeah, she's an quiet. introvert. Yeah, she, she's very. There you go. So for us, what I'm doing here is a lot of times people will misinterpret that and say they just want to be alone. So they don't invite them to stuff. They don't include them in things. And it's very different. Like I said, introverts do want the downtime to re-energize, but that doesn't mean they want to be left out. They want to build the relationships. They just want to be cautious about it. That's all. But once they're comfortable, then they want to be involved. So don't misinterpret their downtime for them wanting to be alone because some introverts are so extreme that they feel left out of everything and then that aloneness becomes a depression which can be very dangerous Damn. so if yeah it can be so you got to be real careful with if you're married to an introvert help them to get involved and pull out the stuff but also give them the room to recuperate from whatever you're doing and once they build the relationships they'll be more apt to be part of those relationships they'll never plan them themselves probably but they'll, they'll want you to plan them in fact i told kathy that last night i said you're a lousy extrovert i keep telling you to have people over because i'm never going to plan it but Right. But you need to get the people to, to plan it and come over so I can hit my my out on my uh, bottled up uh, information I need to dump out on somebody. What so. happens if two introverts get married? Can two inter- can, can two introverts be successful in marriage if they both need yeah. their, their space and they're quiet and this, that, and the other? You can as long as you understand that that's what you want. But you do, if you are both introverted or you're both extroverted, you do have to talk about that. Because if you're both introverted, you're both going to be longing for these closer relationships, but neither one is really going to take the initiative to go and build them. And that could turn into loneliness and not having close friends or anyone to call in case of an emergency. So if you're both introverted, it's okay, but you probably need to talk to each other about how do we build some of these closer relationships. And you won't need many, two, three people that are close relationships. Uh, it will, will, will suffice, but you probably should talk about it because being alone is very different. So. A hot and heavy tip, Mr. Kosick writes. <clears throat> it's on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show, for our world-famous marriage talk segment, Wooing Her. To woo someone is to seek her affection, favor, or love. If you want to woo your wife's affection, you'll need to first show her expressions of your love in <clears throat> non-physical ways. Examples, uh, asking her about her day. Give her the weekend off by doing her chores. Give her surprise gifts or flowers or any other activity that tells her you love her, appreciate her, and value her just the way she is, Mr. Cossett. Yeah, so when you're dealing with this type of situation, there a lot of guys think, well, this is what I want. You know, 6 o'clock at night, that's it. 8 o'clock at night, we're going to the bedroom. And that's are <laughs> just jumping right into it. Yeah. Uh, no snoozing and losing on this one. Everyone's involved, all hands on deck. So, uh, but what you have to understand is, is this is where those differences come into play, which is so different from introverted, extroverted. It's emotional versus physical. There's a lot of emotional bonds and connection things. So if you were looking for that physical aspect on the tail end, the way to best woo your wife may not be to pinch her on the backside or, you know, start kissing her and all that kind of stuff out in public. She may want you just to say, I appreciate you. I love you. I value you. I bought you some flowers just because I was thinking of you when I was at the store. Uh, something like that will just reaffirm in her 
that you love her for who she is. And, and some women need it more than others. You know, generally speaking, I mean, Kathy doesn't. Uh, she, you know, she's very confident in our relationships like Denise's and yours. And so I don't have to remind her constantly that I love her because we're always comfortable together. We spent 30 years building that relationship. If you're not there with your marriage, start doing some things that show them I was thinking about you today and I got you a little something uh, to show you that love for you. And uh-huh. you'll start to build those bonds, which would then, of course, once you build those bonds, it turns into a physical attraction as well. And then you're you're heading down the road to where everybody wants to be. Hoorah. Love it. Yep. By the way, you mentioned the kids. How do your kids feel about you being on the radio, giving marriage advice to people? So, so here's something really funny. So this is, yeah, so this is pretty wild. Kathy, who's the extrovert, is not real fond about me talking about marriage to everybody. She's a very private person in that regard. And I'm just the opposite on that. I'm like, it helps people and stuff. The kids love it. They think it's really cool. They tell all their friends. But Kathy's more like, eh, that's why, you know, in whatever, 373 segments, I haven't been able to get her to come on the show. She's like, no, not for me. <laughs> not doing it. But but she's very appreciative of the fact that this segment, just like, you know, you and I are, this segment does have an impact in people's lives. And with some of the other stuff that I do on marriage with the books and things like that, it's all about what can we do to help somebody else. So it's really not about the show and, and what we do personally, it's what we are doing that's helping others. And everybody is uh, appreciative of that across the board and, and very impressed uh, with what we do here and how it impacts those around us. So, love it. I uh, love it. Our world famous marriage talk segment uh, comes to a close for this, the first day of April 2 22. Robert Kosick, marriage coach, wrote the book Honor the Vow, V O W, honorthevow.com. Good content. And by the way, congratulations. On getting to marriage, writing marriage tips all the way up to 373, bro. And yeah, fast approaching 400. Want to do something special at 400. Don't know what. I don't know either. But if it I, know, I, got, I have what? I have, I have a bunch of more weeks to try to work on Kathy. Maybe I can convince <laughs> her to pop on her. I'll, I'll secretly tape her, maybe play the tape. We'll see. Or you know what? We'll let, we'll <laughs> let our wives. Marriage. We'll let our wives do the segment. Yeah, that would be awesome. Have Denise and Kathy awesome. do it. That would be great. Mr. Kosick, <laughs> great job. Thank you for all you do in helping out on our world-famous Marriage Talk segment uh, all these years. All right. Thank you, Sam, and thank you to Salem for supporting it. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day. America, we're back in a second. AM 1070, the answer.